Hi, this is Brittany, and you're listening to the Cashless Cowgirl podcast put on by the Cashless Cowgirl website. In order to supplement our tips and tricks, we want to be able to reach as many people as possible and help them really chase their rodeo dreams as we go after ours. It's kind of a documentation, kind of a how-to, and all love from us. Today's going to be kind of an interesting topic. Um, It's not necessarily barrel racing, but it is a big tip that I have come across this year about um, growth within horsemanship and I, I don't know why I never thought of it before. Um, looking back, it seems so silly. But when I started my journey, I was buying and training and selling project horses in order to upgrade each time and to the point where I could get to a pro rodeo prospect um, level horse. I didn't start out with a bunch of money. I still don't have a bunch of money. And so that's kind of what drives my decision. I feel like you can go after your dreams no matter what your financial status is. You just have to be a little more resourceful. And so when I started four years ago, that's that's what I did is I bought um, yearlings that were rescues that needed to be um, fed and halter broke and stuff like that. I've done a Mustang uh, that needed to be desensitized, and you couldn't touch her at first, so she had to build that trust with people. Um, I broke her. Uh, Now I'm working on an off-the-track thoroughbred who is amazing and makes everything so much worth it um, through the years. However, I feel like my success with him is attributed to one, one person in particular. And that's kind of what I want to focus on today is that when we're chasing our dreams, sometimes we feel so alone and our family members, our significant others, um, sometimes our existing friends, they, they just don't understand why we're so passionate about this particular thing. Um, while they might be supportive, they just don't get you on that level. And this year, I reached out to a girl who I met at a huge Naughty Halters photo shoot. So shout out to Jenna Smink and her Naughty Halters. I love them. The photo shoot was amazing last year. And I got to meet a lot of new cowgirls and barrel racers who I would have never had the chance to meet unless I went to that photo shoot. And there I met Madison, and we didn't really talk too much, but we did add each other on Facebook. Um, At the time, I had my Mustang. I was breaking her. Um, She didn't like barrels, so... I was struggling because I was like, man, she doesn't like this job, which is the sole reason why I, I want to ride. That's the discipline that I want to ride in, and she doesn't even like it. Um, I loved her, and I was like breaking my heart, but I reached out to her to do go to a jackpot because she had some extra horses that she was willing to let me ride. Um, the jackpot was at her place. It was a small little thing. I drove an hour away. I didn't realize that we were that close. 
um, prior to reaching out to her for this. And so I drove an hour away. I got on one of um, her horses and I did the jackpot. We did pretty good. Uh, <laughs> from just hopping on her, I, I feel like we're hopping on him. His name was Hypnotic. Um, I feel like we did okay. Um, my confidence was really, really low. And so I feel like the horse was held back by me and uh, not vice versa. And so after that day, I decided, I was like, this is, this is what I want to do. I was like, my horse doesn't like this. My horse is never going to want to go fast around these barrels. She wants to be a little kid's horse and take her little pokey time and maybe trot, <laughs> but she doesn't want to haul around these barrels. So I asked her, I was like, I know you have sale horses. Um, I might be interested in, in purchasing one, but I don't have a lot of money, so it would have to be under a payment plan. And she understood, so she took the next couple months and kind of got a hold of what my riding style was since she saw me riding hypnotic. And then um, she also evaluated the horses that she had for sale to see how well that they would do. Um, I stubbornly insisted on a three-year-old paint and I was like this this is what I want I love paints I grew up with paints I grew up showing paints they're awesome he's beautiful he was tall he was very green but that's not something that dissuaded me you know I got a wild Mustang and was able to get on top of her and so I that didn't bother me too much but when we went to actually go do the payment plan, it, it fell through. The owner had said that I could do this payment plan and then in the last minute changed his mind, which is totally fine. Um, and in hindsight, I'm so glad that it happened because Madison goes, okay, now are you going to trust me? And she goes, I have this awesome off the track thoroughbred. And I was like, no, mm, no, we are not putting me on a thoroughbred I was like I've ridden a thoroughbred before I had ankle surgery and it was so hard on my ankles she was so rough and jerky and I, I didn't like it. it it hurt me to ride because it put so much pressure on my ankle it's like I don't I don't know that I want a thoroughbred you're you're crazy don't put me on a thoroughbred and she goes well, let's do this. You don't have to buy this horse, but, but let's put, let's do this little experiment because she's very tricky. Apparently <laughs> she goes, let's just do a little experiment. Let's get you out of your comfort zone. Let's just see what you can handle. Let's just see if a horse like this is something that you could actually ride one that's this fast and wants to go. And so I'm sitting there. I'm like, she's challenging me. She's challenging me. She wants to know if I have the guts to get up on this horse. So I was like, fine. Okay. I'll ride him. In the back of my mind, I was like, no, I'm not going to buy this horse. Like, this is... I'm just going to ride him. I'm just going to see how fast he is and how well he does. He's only had one ride on him off of the track. So this is a good... This is a good test of my horsemanship skills and if I can actually stay on the saddle. So... I go, I ride this horse, and he was amazing, and I was like, holy crap, 
I was like, Madison, I need this horse. I was like, I forget whatever horse that I thought that I needed. I was like, this is the horse that I need. I get this horse. He gets me like, how did you do this? Um, and she's done multiple things like that throughout my training with him. And I could not be more grateful for everything that she's done for me with um, talking to the owner of the horse because it was a consignment horse. It wasn't actually hers. Getting me an awesome uh, payment plan deal that I could afford and helping me with whatever I needed to tweak for training him and giving me support and courage and everything else that I needed to be able to really push myself because I was stuck in where I was comfortable and she could feel that and she knew that I could do more and I'm so glad that she was able to pull that out of me which is what my tip is and it might seem silly and you might be like duh but get you a really good barrel racing friend get you a really good friend who's there for you no matter what who's there to cheer you on when you're doing great there to pick you up when you're feeling down there to help you when you need it because when you're going for your for your rodeo dreams it gets really hard and every step of the way you might find a little hiccup or you might find something that you're struggling with and you need that person that understands and gets what you're saying and everything else who will also push you to continue going. I love my family. I love uh, my significant other. But if I told them I was quitting barrel racing, they would not bat an eye. Um, if I told Madison this, she would tie me to the saddle and force me <laughs> to ride until I decided that I was not giving it up. And, and that's what matters in this world is having close friends who understand what you're going through, who understand the struggle, who you can be for, there for as well whenever they're going through a hard time. And that to me is just priceless. You, you can't put a, a dollar sign on that. You can't um, go to the store and buy it. You have to find one really true barrel friend who will be there with you no matter what. And I am a testament as to how far that will really get you, um, especially with someone who is so supportive as Madison. And I can't thank her enough for everything that she's done for me. And so I'm on my way to go see her right now at the barn, try to cheer her up because she's having a hard time. But that's kind of what was on my mind this morning. I hemmed and hawed, and I didn't think I was going to be able to get this podcast done. And I hadn't posted in a while, so I was hoping that I'd be able to get something. And I had like three topics that I wanted to talk on, but those really didn't matter this morning. And I just wanted to really be inspiring. And I know that it seems so simple and easy, and you probably shouldn't have to be told that you need a good friend but 
in the end, I've had friends who were not so great and they actually hurt my progress. And so I'm glad that I reached out and took a chance with someone that I knew would be there for me and would push me to be my best self and that I could help and I could help push her to be her best self in this journey that's so difficult. Thank you for listening. I, I'm so glad you stayed till the end. Um, I hope that this helps you and we will see you next time.